0: Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Hide and Speak with me, Matt Saxon. Today's guest is Dan Foggan. He is the mind behind the Newcastle-based psych band Smote. Smote were a fairly new band born out of a lockdown project of Dan's and through his DIY releases gained critical acclaim and ended up signing to Rocket Recordings who home Newcastle-based band Pigs, 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 Pigs Dan and I went to a bird hide in Gateshead, which was uh, it was a little bit occupied at first. Um, you, you might be able to tell in the first half of the episode that I'm a little bit timid and we're also being a little bit quiet because there was another guy in the hide with us. Um, really nice guy, but I think just having him there was a little bit off-putting at first. So he did leave, and. I think we kind of relaxed a little bit once that happened, Um, but yeah, it was a really lovely conversation, really nice to get to know Dan, I've only met him a couple of times before this episode, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, well I'll not waffle on anymore, I'll just let you listen to the episode, but yeah, anyways, here it is, episode 7 with Dan Foggin of Smoked. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. How are you doing? Good, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, man, pleasure is all mine. Pleasure is all mine. Um, I've brought Dan to the bird hide, um, in Claraville that you recognize from the the Richard Dawson podcast. Thought I'd bring him here because uh, the bird action was like really, really good on the last one with Richard. But uh, as we were approaching the bird hide, we saw that the hide itself had fallen victim to the <laughs> high the high gusts of uh, of February, and two of the trees which were right next to the bird hide have completely come down, uprooted, and taken a sec a section of the uh, of the bird hide with it. Unfortunately, so we've come to the one that's just opposite the way. Yeah, we're, we're hoping that we're going to see some. Some good action on this one. I've never been here before, but it's a really nice, comfy one. Yeah, so how, how are you doing, Dan? Everything pretty, all right? Pretty good, yeah. I'm enjoying the squirrels. Man. Man. yeah, there's, there's a lot of squirrels kicking around. They've got the zoomies, by the looks of it. Ah, uh, oh, 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 look at those two. Yeah. Flying. Absolutely. Oh, they're chasing each other up the trees. That's pretty interesting. So, yeah, we've got Dan from, uh, from Smote. How would you how would you describe smote psychedelic? I don't know um, stoner. <laughs> well,
1: I think it, it, maybe in the, the the first few recordings that was maybe a little bit of an influence, <laughs> um, but not not really anymore. Um, I don't know. It's jam band stuff, I suppose, um, mm-hmm. with an obscene amount of tambourines in the recordings
0: lot of tambourines, yeah. So many tambourines. I'm all for tambourines. Me like love it. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I've got them all over my music, and uh, definitely endorse the use of a tambourine. Oh, so no so shame. Mad. I feel like there was a little bit of shame in using a using a heavily reverbed tambourine every once in a while back in the day, but uh,
1: I think it's great. I think um, if you like me and you you can't really play the instruments very well, if you put it like five really reverberated. Tambourines on it It hides everything
0: (laughs) It's great I think you're being a little bit harsh on yourself there mate No, I think
1: it's great
0: Yeah, one one thing I like to do for the podcast Is get the guest to describe Our little surroundings And what we're seeing right now Mainly just to kind of prove that I'm not just sitting in a studio And I've got some like bird (laughs) noises Overdubbed
1: Okay,
0: cool (laughs) Um,
1: Well we're in a little hut and there's some sort of, uh, how would you describe the windows? I'm struggling here. Little hatches, Little hatches. Suppose, Yeah. Um And we've got a pond in front of it. And a small tree, which I can't name, with uh, three bird feeders and lots of colourful little birds. I don't know what they are, unfortunately. Wow. Well, you might be able to
0: help us with that, though. I will. I'll try my best. Yeah, we've got a few ponds, haven't we? We've got one... We've got like a pond in front of us, and then we've got a pond either side of us as well. Um,
1: is that a special one down there?
0: That's um. Well, all birds are special. Yes. Yeah. But um, that's a cool one. It's a chaffinch. Um, we've also got a nice little post up directly in front of us we that we're going to make reference to for Dan. Uh, chaffinch, where are you? Oh, there he is. There, that's the chaffinch. Cute. Very. Nice lads, grey head, red cheeks and red breast, um, like black wings, a bit of yellow and white in the wings as well. It's a lovely day as well, actually, we've got quite a nice day. It's a little bit windy. Very good, like. A little bit of a breeze that was causing a little bit of stress on the microphones just before. Sorry, we're just hypnotised by this little grey squirrel. The squirrel's organ. so
1: good, like, have you ever noticed oh. how skinny the tail is under the, under all the, 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 the fluff? <laughs> It's tiny.
0: I imagine if they might look quite funny wet.
1: Yeah. I don't know why, but I just assumed the whole thing was flesh, but it's not, is it? It's, uh, it's fur.
0: I've only got one pair of binoculars, so I'm going to give you a priority over them. Sweet. So if uh, if you do see anything, just uh, just give us a shout, and I'll try and give you a little heads up. I mean, my bird knowledge is pretty novice, to be honest. So what, what kind of level are you at here?
1: Um, pretty bad, and I'm also colorblind. What? So um,
0: you colorblind?
1: Yeah. Not terribly, but um, it, it can be pretty funny.
0: Okay. Um. So what kind of colors do you not see? I can't oh, see, do per- see.
1: I can't see purple.
0: Ah, you're not missing out on much.
1: Nah. shy. And then uh, basically all the other colors just distort the other ones. So when there's like a mix, I can't really tell what they are. So I just
0: I just name the colors wrong all the time so what if like you just get a single colour by itself it's quite you can usually it's okay mm-hmm. but when there's like a multicolored mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. oh interesting Yeah, is that why your album cover is just green
1: pure green yeah <laughs> I just thought it was funny I mean I didn't do that Rocket Guys did that um,
0: uh-huh.
1: yeah, they saw all the design stuff
0: right so have a look. I'm kind of blocked here by the pillar in front of me got a I'm gonna try my best to keep looking around and seeing what's on the on the feeders. We um so yeah, in terms of bird action, we saw a little bit of uh, we saw a red kite on the way here. That's quite fun. Pretty cool like. Yeah. Um, oh god, those squirrels are having a Barney. Amazing. Oh, they've just stopped as I pointed at them. Never mind. I'm sure it'll probably happen again. Yeah, we saw some red kite action on the way here. And in the bird hide, we've got a, got a nuthatch, which is a, a very small bird. Kind of creep around on trees, much like the tree creeper.
1: What was the black and white one? A long-tailed... Is it oh, long-tailed tit, yeah, we've got like some
0: long-tailed tits on the feeder. Um, and the moorhen. Moorhen. The best one. The best one, yeah.
1: I think they're great. I like the the, the size of the feet compared to the body. It's a, it's a great feature, I think.
0: So many squirrels. It's, uh, it's mad.
1: Like, see that one over there? Very proud. Oh, it's not doing it anymore.
0: What, the squirrel? Yeah. Yeah, he's standing up on his back legs. Cool. So what's that one there? There's two, I think. One's on the feeder. Is that a tit? It is a tit. And. Uh, they're two... Cool tits? No, oh, great tits. I kind of flew off before I got a decent mm. look on them. I think they were... Great tits cold tits are really, really tiny oh, cute but, yeah, I used She's to get I used to have one of these window feeders, oh you yeah, and you like stick on, yeah. on my window, yeah. and um, I used to come down when I wake up and go downstairs and there uh, for like one summer a few years ago, there was a cold tit that would always be using the feeder when I came down, got me breakfast, on. nice way to start That's the day, cute yeah.
1: I had a wren living in my back la- backyard last year. Yeah? Tiny. But um. there was a reef left up after Christmas, probably for a few years. It was there when I moved in. And I kept seeing this wren in the garden. And I didn't know where it was living. And then I saw it fly into the reef. And then I went and looked. And there was a tiny little, little hole that it was going into. And looked at it a little bit closer. And there was a little chick. No way. It was two little chicks. So it, it made a nest in the in the wreath. In the wreath. Yeah.
0: Bloody hell. Pretty
1: nice, like perfect, perfect circle.
0: Oh, that's a nice little uh, little feature of your Christmas decorations, yeah. I suppose. How long after Christmas was this? Ah, oh, um, it was late summer. So you just left your wreath up for a while.
1: Oh, yeah, got the, the yard dump. <laughs> It wasn't my wreath. I think. I think it. It could have been there for four years. There's the moorhen. There's the moorhen. Absolutely. Strutting his power. stuff. Look at that. there You go.
0: I yeah. They're, they're really cunning moorhens. Got a nice little beeping noise to them. Them and the coots. Have you seen a coot before? No. Coots usually knock around with moorhens. Kind of. Kind of similar bird. But they're. Uh, they've got like a white stripe on top of their head. They're all black and they've got like a white stripe on their head. Amazing. A common uh, feature of the podcast, actually, often see a lot of coots. I'm sure we'll probably see one in a bit. I thought the hens hung out together, but there's just one here. So they've got the got like a, a bright yellow feet, but they're huge in proportion to its body. I love how the moorhens and all these birds around here just like cohabiting with these squirrels it's amazing like so yeah let's talk about you Let's talk about the band man band man so you're uh you're a four piece live aren't you yeah but you're you are smart, aren't you you're like the songwriter is that right yeah Yeah. um how's uh how did how did it come about because you were saying earlier on that you were in other bands and uh
1: yeah um Unfortunately, like loads and loads of other stuff that is happening now, it's a lockdown thingy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's I was just kind of give, giving it a go. Um, sort of early lockdown. And I played in other bands, um, playing Cave Sons, which is still going now, mm-hmm. and uh, a band called Hermitage, which was a sort of mad double drummer.
0: Ah, was that with Angus? Ah,
1: Ang- right. yeah, <laughs> Angus Right, Hub, right, stand-up okay. Stand-up drummers. It, that was... Insane, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Because I think for a few of the gigs were like a seven piece band. I think we played one at the at the Cumberland, mm-hmm. and we we're, were a seven piece, which was two stand up drummers off the stage at the front, and uh, another full kit on the stage, and then Eri from Blom, mm-hmm. um, just making noise with the pedals, and uh, went through a few drummers because my brother was the original one, like he moved to Japan. And I think this was Kingy's first gig with her. And um, I think it was a baptism in fire. And someone told us... I remember halfway through, Hope came on stage and with Sonia said, oh, it sounds like um, a tractor engine out front. So that's uh, really good, yeah. After you play your first song and they have got three more to go. Hope.
0: But Hope, is, Hope is in the band. He, he was in the band, or, yeah? but he was off stage. Because right. there was no on stage. It was ridiculous. Oh, it was right. mad. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, and then... Obviously, we couldn't leave the house for a very long time, and uh, <laughs> couldn't couldn't do any band stuff. Um, so I started recording some bits in my room just to give it a go. Really, uh-huh. um, I had one SM fifty seven and, uh, interface like the one you've got here with yep. two inputs, and uh, recorded the first few EPs, pretty much with that. Mm-hmm. The second EP I went in the practice room. Um, and again, just like an interface and a couple of mics. And I was kind of just putting it out just for fun, you know? Yeah. I never expected to do it live or anything. And then um, a label got in touch and asked us to do a record. That's really like...
0: It's like a... It's quite lucky, isn't yeah, it? It's, yeah, yeah, so lucky. I, know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't mean to take it away from you. Like, your music's obviously, like... It's it's not luck in terms of the music that you've written. Because your music's amazing. Um, but... You know it's 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 mad. so often mind. you'll just there's bands who are super talented and they'll just release their diy records and whatnot and mm-hmm. just not get you yeah, know and mad. they'll just implode because they're not getting anywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. even though you recognize them as like ridiculously talented um yeah it was um much like one of my previous guests she went down to london at like 19 to write songs for pop stars mm. and got signed to a major like, record label like instantly, and we would we were laughing at how like ridiculously it's lucky absurd. that is. It's yeah, like it's, it, absurd, it's just man. like it doesn't happen like that usually. Yeah. So you've kind of, uh, I mean, the record label rocket. It, it's like it's perfect for that record label. Yeah, man. Because they've got likes of pigs, 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 and yeah. uh, goat. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's mad that that's happened. And that's it's definitely like the same kind of vibe of music. So I don't know. Like I've I've I only heard of you through, um, I think it was Brownie. I was around. I was around at Edgar's one day, and Brownie was like, "Oh yeah, I'm playing in this band called Smoke." You check them out, and I was like, "Okay, I'll check it out." Stuck on, I think it was like the first single you released from the latest album. Oh yeah, yeah. Um the I was like, the yeah, yeah, and I was just like, yeah, this is fucking class, <laughs> really up my street um, I uh, it soundtracked it, uh, my life for a few weeks class, unreal um, and then, yeah, you went and, you went and played your first gig, was it your first gig at the Clooney 2? no, the first one were open for the OCs oh, that's right, yeah, yeah
1: again, absolutely absurd that's a good. That's, <laughs> that's a, a good a mad, start, like... though, isn't it? A really good start. Yeah, God, that was uh, insane for me. That. Yeah. Because like, I like I wasn't I wasn't like in the psych rock and stuff when I was like a teenager and stuff. It's like quite quite a new thing for me. Like six years ago or something, five years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember I was uh, I injured myself and I couldn't work, and I was just at home.
0: Oh. What we got here. I'm pretty sure a yellow just flew in. It flew onto these feeders but then just darted off straight away. Ah. Oh man. Never mind, sorry. You were saying, yeah. OC's we'll gig.
1: Um yeah, like um I only started buying records like that sort of like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember what one of the first ones I got was uh the GOAT Requiem record, which is like the like the folky one, and um OC's I think it was a weird exit. And it was like I was like one of those moments like I think I was I was smoking like loads of weed at the time because I was just in the house doing nothing. And I was like, Whoa man, I like, this is crazy, like <laughs> and
0: uh I think I was like that with the with the first GOAT record. Yeah. I'd like. Yeah, I was I was smoking a bit of weed at the time. and It's just like, oh, God, I don't, I can't do it anymore. No, nah, like, but, uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was like, I remember just like being able to tidy my house just listening to Go. Yeah, stoned. But that's good. Such a good band to have as a label mate. Are oh, they still going? They are, are Yeah, they?
1: they did like yeah. a compilation thing last year, and I think they're they're playing a few gigs and stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah. It's mad how that's worked out. How it ended up on, on the same label as them. Like,
0: amazing. Great. Yeah, chuffed for you, mate. Right, genuinely, very chuffed. And um, so yeah, you were saying you got you got these records your season.
1: Yeah, yeah. just like it was pretty eye opening. Like, I know it's pretty cliché and stuff. So at that moment, it was a record like stow, da, 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 da. And I never, never, ever thought I'd, I'd end up uh, I wasn't even. I didn't. I don't think I had a guitar at the time. <laughs> I hadn't played a guitar in about four or five years. Um, and I never thought I'd end up playing with them or being on that label or anything like that.
0: But it's pretty nice. Yeah, man. I think it's definitely deserved. Your uh, your music's really. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't. I'm really bad at like describing what I think <laughs> of music. So apologies. But uh, it's like very hypnotic oh, kind of music, uh, slightly droney. And I like when I saw you at the Clooney, um, it was quite different to Yes, the record. a different life. And I, I kind of expected that because yeah. I heard the story of how you recorded it by yourself and very lo-fi. And, um, so I was, yeah, I was almost expecting it to be different. Yeah, Cause yeah you, I'm so happy with the live band. Like. Yeah, man, it's really good. Um it's well. It's just massive sounding. Yeah.
1: That, yeah all. All. They're absolutely class. The people that I'm. I'm playing with. Yeah. Huge. Should... He does another project called Yes Chef, and he does a similar thing to me. He records all of it. Uh-huh. He's absolutely brilliant. And then you know you got Brownie and Kingie who've been in a million bands together and they can. The
0: Newcastle rhythm section. Yeah,
1: they can communicate telepathically. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. It's just it. It instantly worked so well, and everyone's really nice as well. Well, that's
0: it. Yeah, you need nice people in the band, don't you? Okay, we're back, and uh, a podcast first. We've changed position in the bird hide (laughs) (laughs) because, like I mentioned before, we had like a central view and then a left and right view. we we actually had a another person in the hide with. So um, he's left, and now we've got the whole hide to ourselves. So we've moved along, because he had the best view. He did. We've got some ducks now. Yeah, we've got ducks, and we've got a better view of another bird feeder, which we had the the nuthatch on earlier on. Wasn't it a nuthatch? Yes. And we've got a bigger pond here with some ducks on it. Some mallards. What's the difference between a duck and a mallard? Well, a mallard's just a type of duck. Ah. they're the common ones that you'll see. You know, when you when you think of a duck, you either think of one of those white ones with the yellow beak, or mm-hmm. you think of the the ones with the green kind of iridescent yes. head with the grey body. Yeah. the one with the green head and the grey body is is a mallard. I think the white duck is like a is like a f- farm duck. All right. Dog don't eggs. don't really get them in the in the wild. I don't no. think. I'm I might have to look that up because uh, I'm sure they've got a name. But oh my God, can you hear my belly? On the is way? that your belly? It is. wow. I thought it was mine. Yeah. I've I've had like a like a crazy um, gurgly belly over the last few days. I don't understand why. I've you know. I'm not I'm not upset or anything. <laughs> Um, oh, there's loads of nut
1: feeder now.
0: Yeah, so on the right hand side we've got. Right, yeah, so I can explain a little bit more now. I'm going to be honest with that guy sitting there. Oh, what's that on the bird feeder? The nut feeder? Is it? Just, oh yeah, it's just the nuthatch again, isn't it? Little guy. Okay. Sorry, not just the nuthatch. The nuthatch. Yeah, we might get a. We might get a woodpecker over there. The guy who was in here before was saying, woodpecker. Usually feeds on that, but it's on the back of the feeder, so I can't see it, I'm just waiting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll be honest, with that guy sitting in the bird hide. I was f- he was judging your knowledge. A f- a year, you? Yeah, he was probably sitting there going, what's this guy on about? Well, he's filling this poor bloke's head with nonsense. Moody bird watchers. Oh my god, my stomach. <laughs> I'm trying to get a better view of that nuthatch. Because I'm not even sure if it's a nut hatch. But anyways. The one on the back? Yeah. The back. I wonder if I sustain on the back. Okay, uh, it's definitely a nuthatch. Yeah, I, I was I was slightly hesitant whether it was a nut hatch or a tree creeper. Or at one point, it looked like it could have been a a woodpecker. But it was, like, behind the bird feeder, so I couldn't quite see what was going on. But, yeah, what I was saying before was um, now I can feel a little bit more relaxed about giving you shit bird knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it's mad because, like, you can be just, like, recording a podcast... And, like, you feel totally relaxed doing it. Mm-hmm. But even though, like, loads of people are going to listen to it in their own time and space and stuff, you're not going to be there when they're listening to yeah, it. it's fine, isn't it? Um, but somebody doing, like, if I'm doing a podcast and someone's here, like, just eavesdropping. Oh, God. I feel very judged. I can't imagine people doing, like, like a live podcast, you know? Yeah. Cause I edit all of my, <laughs> I, 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 edit, I edit the fuck out of mine. I edit all of my um, M's and. Uh, oh and really? My, mm, okay, yeah. J- well, yeah, because I do uh, it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just boring to listen to someone going. uh... Yeah, fair enough.
1: Uh, wow, look at the acrobatic
0: squirrel. Yeah, so we've got like this squirrel here. There's a there's a, a fat ball That's feeder. Unreal. It's like a bat. Oh, we should take a photo of that for the. The website. Oh no. No, he's just gone away. He's doing a full on uh, Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise, Dangle. <laughs> oh, he's going for a little Whoa. drink in the pond. That'd make a really nice photo. If that guy had his lens here, he was uh, yeah. a. Sippy. Yeah, it'd be good about that. Where the hell were we before we moved position? Oh, I don't know. We're talking about your gig with the OCs, weren't we? And uh, so, like, yeah, so that must have been pretty nerve wracking. Yeah. And it was a really good venue as well. It was like Boiler Shop yeah, in Newcastle. So maybe. it was a big stage. Yeah. Lots yeah. of people watching. Yeah, biggest stage I've ever played. I've never played them all in like 30 people. <laughs> never played the flute in front of anyone. Yeah, yeah, I'm really interested in this. You mentioned on the walk here that you don't really know how to play flute. but oh, I haven't got a clue. Um, I mean,. Like, you do know how to play flute. <laughs> <laughs> so play um, So, yeah, it was funny what you said before about how you learned how to play flute. Well, I just matched the
1: notes, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I knew, I knew what the notes were on guitar, vaguely, and um, I wanted to put some flute on some stuff, and, uh, like, you can hear it on the first first few releases, it's super basic, like, one note, like, kind of mm-hmm. almost overdubbing, like, in the back, I suppose, and just match, and I had a tuner out, and just matched, matched the note to the guitar. note by trying to play every note on the flute that I could find, and then I guess I just learned as I as I recorded a little bit more, and then can play a little little tune on, the, on it now. <laughs> um, but that's been nice. It's been been fun learning an instrument that isn't a guitar.
0: Yeah, well, it's like it's it's perfect for the style of music, though, isn't it? To not need to know. That much about the flute because it's uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's very like minimal parts isn't it yeah yeah absolutely. it gives it a, like a real kind of mystical like magical vibe to the music as well um, yeah yeah the flute
1: that that was that was sort of the initial goal when I first started making
0: it as I suppose
1: like fantasy stuff you know yeah dragons and oh really and stuff. yeah I love that stuff absolutely love it nice like I, I suppose um, soundtrack stuff you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was obviously as most people are when they when they release their own music, they make fun of themselves just to cover their own back. And I was just sort of sending it to a few people I was like, "Oh, I've made a video game soundtrack." Ah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess it was more influenced by non music sometimes. It's mm-hmm. um, quite hard to explain. Like if uh, if you, sometimes if you watch a film, especially. Uh, films where you don't really understand what's going on, um, like some of the Eastern European films, like, uh, like the Tarkovsky stuff and all that. Well, I, 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 you can you can scratch your chin all you want, but I don't do that. I, I, I haven't no got <laughs> a clue what's going on. I don't pretend to. I I, I I like sitting watching it because I think it looks nice and I think it sounds nice.
0: Yeah. Um. So what was that? Is that a recommendation? Because right, I don't know if I've. Seen stalker. It Stalker. Yeah, I don't think I've seen. No one's gonna rip me for, for for talking about this. It's like who is
1: everyone. All oh, right, why? I don't know because it's like um, I don't know, it's like cliche, like oh, like uh, edgy, edgy, edgy cinema. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, you you who, like what you, you like, don't you? Who and... made one of us, John. He, he said, "What's your favorite film?" Don't say Solaris, and that's the same director. <laughs> so, <laughs> um but the, the the main influence for Smoke is definitely a, a film called Hard to Be a God. Hard to be a God. Yeah, it's it's um it's Eastern European. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> but the premise is basically there's another planet and it's in medieval times and there's a renaissance happening. But instead of supporting the art and supporting the education they're basically killing all the artists and all the educated people. So Earth sends astronauts to the planet to save all the intellectuals and artists. But when you watch it, you if you didn't know that beforehand, you wouldn't have a clue what was going on. Yeah. It's like... um, Just the set design is absolutely unreal. Like, there's so much mud and spitting
0: and gross stuff all the time. Sounds delightful. Yeah, it's great. Is it, when was this film... At least, is it old or is it quite new? It's like 2004, I think. Oh, okay, um, pretty cool though. Yeah, I'll check that out. What was it called? How to hard to be hard a god. to be a god?
1: Yeah, I think there's was a book originally.
0: Oh man, right. yeah. Well, that kind of answers one of my questions. I was wondering if there was a, a particular inspiration to the uh, to the album. I don't want to get the pronunciation wrong, so I don't really know. There's something really funny with that. That's <laughs> uh, so bad. So put, I feel like I put you on the spot here. No,
1: I, I'm just debating whether to say it because. So yeah, yeah. so yeah.
0: So, well, it's like all of your song titles have got mad names.
1: Yeah, I I, I named it "Smoke" by opening a book and then picking a word. Out. I was reading the Epic of Gigglamesh, which is like the, the like an old text. Oh, um,
0: the what? The what? Sorry.
1: The Epic of Giglamesh. The Epic of Giglamesh. I, I think it's like the oldest story, I suppose. Written story like it's it's been found on like stone tablets and then okay and then translated and I just opened it up and I picked a word out because just it was at the time was really because all the words just, were probably
0: like yeah like any of the words could be a man <laughs> yeah, name yeah. or something um, smote yeah so did did you find out the like etymology of that word at all or like what, yeah what yeah yeah what, yeah so what does it mean um smote uh, it's just smite oh right okay
1: so like smote him smite oh ah that
0: makes sense yeah yeah
1: B. yeah drum cool. on or drum on or whatever that was originally a cassette because i put out i did the lp for weird beard and no one's ever asked us to do an lp before and i kind of i got so excited and like blasted it out in like a month or so or two months just put it out i was like wow amazing and then i listened to it i was like it's oh, kind of a run-of-the-mill psych record um so i made so i wanted to do something else so i did i did the cassette drum on which is the two fifty minute tracks initially without mm-hmm. the two the, without the two middle ones? It was just part yeah. one and part two. And I had a very very good friend do the design, and I think like the label was asking the label who originally put it out was asking for for the design and like was was Russian and stuff, and he sent it over, um, and it was spelled wrong. one is D R O M O N. In a he's does he not put it's double m isn't it yeah, yeah yeah it's two m's in it and <laughs> and i'm really soft and i didn't have the heart to because he was doing it for free i didn't have the heart to be like ah oh, <laughs> can you just change the spell and so i was just like oh, that's fine yeah it, doesn't matter. it literally doesn't matter <laughs> and if and that way if someone if if anyone ever googles it mm-hmm. they'll probably be easier to find as well so oh so that's, that's a good bother. thing yeah, right. like it doesn't matter to me you know
0: yeah now that's a nice little story to it though, if somebody asks you what it's all about. And, yeah. You know. Misspellings like you know, can create some some fun yeah, words. Doesn't, doesn't you know. matter, delivery, yeah. it's just a word. Exactly. And it'll become related to the record as well, won't it? So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm having trouble finding a, a project name for myself at the minute oh, 'cause really? I've yeah, I've I'm trying to put some music out but I don't know what put it yeah. out as. <laughs> I don't really want to use my fi- my my name because you know it's a bit boring. But yeah, I've got a bunch of names that I'm like toying with. Oh yeah. Oh god, it's just horrible. Have you offered them up to anyone? Have you had any opinions? Yeah, I have. Any favorites? I'm I'm not going to mention it on the podcast, yeah, but fine. yeah, I'll mention it afterwards. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, because if I release it, then people, and if if I've mentioned a bunch of words on the air. Podcast and I release it as something else. People <laughs> be like, oh, "Oh, the other one was better." <laughs> <laughs> so, how long is how long have you been working under the the projects mode? Because you've you've done a few releases, haven't you? Yeah, mode. The first release I think was uh, when was it April twenty twenty. Amazing! Like it's a it's a full on lockdown baby, isn't it? Yeah,
1: ridiculous, <laughs> and Amazing. it's hilarious. The first recordings, like it's like um. Literally me in, in my bedroom and eating with a, a tambourine and an acoustic guitar and a flute in one microphone.
0: It's shocking, man. It's so <laughs> funny, um, but it sounds like it could have been recorded in the sixties or seventies. So, so cool. Is it just like an accidental thing? Or are you are absolutely you, like? Oh, I've um, got no idea. <laughs> I've never recorded any music in my life. I don't know what's going so, on. So, so you, you you don't consider yourself like a like a, a producer slash like engineer kind of character? No, I mean, I mean, you are, but. I mean, like, like theoretically speaking, and
1: oh yeah, totally novice uh, man. Th- yeah, I'd I'd would never looked at recording software before. Wow. I use Reaper. That's what you used for, for the f- album. I don't even know what that is. It's like it's like it costs like sixty quid for like a uh, like a, a um, real version. You know, most people. Mm-hmm. You know, they, what do I they do? The torrent like Ableton or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't I oh, know it's bad. Use like the most basic one. It's almost like garbage band. Right. Um, and like, I think when I first first started doing it, I was like, oh, looking through the effects, like just putting preset reverbs on it, and then yeah. I found out how to
0: use a EQ. <laughs> what we got? Oh my God! I thought it was a kingfisher. Oh No, it's a blue tit. See him down there on the water's edge and like the little bramble. Oh yeah. Tiny. Yeah. Oh God! I nearly. Lost me shit there. <laughs> so we're at a bird hide where it's apparently quite easy to see but uh, kingfishers. And if you follow the podcast, you'll know that I'm constantly going on about how I've never seen a kingfisher before. So I nearly, I nearly wet my pants there. But it was a blue tit. An equally beautiful bird, of course. But I've seen the blue tit a million times.
1: I thought we might see some more red kites, but there's uh, not many like
0: yeah, I mean, we haven't got a very good view of the sky. That's probably where we'd see them. But maybe we'll keep an eye out. Oh, woodpecker. Where? Woodpecker up that tree. There we go. You oh, see him? Ooh, yeah, smaller than I thought it would be. Yeah? Oh, there's he's on the bird feeder.
1: Class. Yeah,
0: hey, like... there we go, lads.
1: Wow, binoculars a are class, aren't they?
0: Yeah, can so you see him?
1: Yeah, I don't even have looked through binoculars since I was a child.
0: Great spotted um, woodpecker wow. right in front of her. The patterns are amazing, Mike. Yeah, he's got good pants, hasn't he? Yeah, he's um black and white bird with a red um, bum, basically. Nice. He's on the nut uh, feeder right now.
1: It looks like a Batman villain.
0: I think that's a podcast first, Dan. Yeah, I'll have a look. Look at his face, it's got, an, it's got a naughty mask on. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's so cool. I used to have it, um, there you go, I'll let you have a little bit more. I've I've seen a million woodpeckers, but um, I used to get this uh woodpecker in me garden. It would come round in summertime, 7 p.m., on the dot, every day for about mm-hmm. a month. Yeah, it was amazing. I could literally time it and... It happened a few times where I had friends around and I was like, oh, it's nearly 7 o'clock, we should amazing. go and have a look at the feeder. And sure enough, he would just rock up. I've got a dean right next to my house, which uh, you can hear the woodpeckers non-stop in the summertime. So I think amazing. that's the first woodpecker I've seen this year, so that's good. I'm telling you, man, it's this bird hide, this little area. Amazing. It's really good. Good spot. Moorhen, Lady moorhen, I think,
1: because it's smaller. Or is it a Dublin?
0: Oh I don't know Tiny Is it not just far away <laughs> It's like that episode on Father Ted When Father Ted's trying to tell Dougal no, That cool. The cows In the field are far away And then the cows He's got like a little figurine of a cow And it's like <laughs> Look these ones are just small God. Those ones over there are far away I <laughs> Oh the woodpecker's Nicking off is he Or is he making room for the The tit He's up on that branch over there. Oh, cool. Oh, magpie. Majestic magpie. So majestic. Okay, we got distracted with the um, the excitement of the woodpecker there. Look at the moorhen, man. Yeah, you're obsessed with this moorhen, aren't oh, you? It does look smaller. It's tiny. Yeah, it does look smaller. Oh, look at, this look duck. at the strut. Yeah, he's got a nice little waddle on. Yeah. Right, so, um, yeah, excitement of the... The woodpecker set me off, so we um what were we talking about <laughs> just uh learning how to record music oh yes that's it, that's it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really like that though, because I feel um that w- it's it's like when a child's born, like people say that a child is the like a newborn baby is the most wise it'll ever be because it's so open to yeah, everything. Yeah. It's got nothing that is kind of giving it tunnel vision. It's yeah. just totally just like amazement at everything that's going <laughs> yeah. on. Like, boom, it's, it's the most wise. And it's, it's, it's through like age and time that you kind of get chiseled into, you know, uh, like a human being. And you have your views and your beliefs and stuff like that. And I feel like you can apply that kind of theory to to music production and yeah, recording yeah. and stuff like that. If yeah. you kind of don't really know what you do, you're very open to trying anything and you've yeah, got no yeah, judgment, sure. you've got no like prejudices. Yeah. Like some recording engineers might laugh at you for using an SM57 on a kick drum, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, but the truth be told is like you, you know when you're in that stage, you just you just trust your ears. Like if yeah, your ears yeah. tell you that it yeah. sounds good, then that's yeah. that's how you do it. So I'm really interested in hearing about like your recording process of that album.
1: Uh, when when things freed up a little bit, we'll have to go back to the off key. So the next few ones are recorded.
0: Only the after room. The off key is a, is basically like a petri dish of all of the Newcastle talent just growing in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big rehearsal it's studios. Um, Anyone who's made a decent career in music's probably rehearsed in the off key once or twice. Yeah. So yeah, you were in the off key.
1: Yeah, it was all all just made in there, really. It was like it was very lovely. Um the lads who were, who were in the band had some nice microphones which I had borrowed a little bit. Um and then just kinda of cracked on just guesswork I suppose. And most, most of it most of it was like semi improvised me just playing over the top of myself. Stuff really um and I don't know. All oh, like all, all the, all the drums are are um, two overheads and a kick drum mic. Yeah. So there's no close mic. On. Is it called close miking?
0: Yeah. Close micing.
1: No close micing on the drums whatsoever. Just stuff like that, and I just, I
0: just kind of gave it a go, and it sounded all right. Well, I think that's like that's how you've come up with this sound of it sounding like quite old. Yeah, yeah. And like vintage because that's kind of how things were done, like back in the day. Yeah, true. Um. Yeah, but um, I was really impressed with it. I was kind of like, "Eh, hey, what? This guy's just like, this just lives in Newcastle." <laughs> <laughs> Winging it, man. Winging it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, and he's what? Like, he's just, just in his twenties. Get in, class. Nice. Yeah, but you could probably get some like really well versed producer coming up to you and just being like, "Oh my god, what did you do for that <laughs> sound?" <laughs> Uh, like, how the hell did you get that? It sounds like, you know, it sounds like fucking can <laughs> back in the day. night it's so crazy. <laughs> it's, it, I, I haven't even got proper headphones on. <laughs> what, like, what are you using? Like, your iP- your iPod earbuds
1: or something? Um. Well, the first... The, I've got some ones that go over my ears now. But nice. before that, I had in-ear 20-pound Tesco earphones. It makes it all on That's that. fun. It's fascinating that like amazing. Um and then I, I and then I, I checked it in the car, had a little Bluetooth
0: speaker, Checks out now, I was like, yeah, fine. Soon <laughs> enough. That's class. I did like a similar thing um myself. I recorded like this, I don't know, half an hour long, EP. It was like int- instrumental stuff, mm-hmm. really like shoe gazy, um, like drony stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, recorded it in Iceland, oh, wow. and and it was the same thing. It was kind of what started as like producing your music. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea what I was doing, and uh, I still look back at that EP and think that it's like some of the best stuff I've ever oh yeah, yeah, yeah. recorded yeah, and it was just like like you say it was just like, like a couple of overhead mics on a drum kit and. Yeah, man. I mean, the guitars just going straight into the desk, like just Amazing. totally clean, no yeah, yeah, no yeah. air between the amp and the, the microphone or anything like that. It's oh. just straight in DI preset, guitar amps. No out. way, <laughs> mad. Yeah, but uh, anyways, I feel like I've just like totally like gushed over your your album. Mm-hmm. So okay. I want to know what's going on. Um, what's going on next for? Smold
1: um, We went to Roadburn Which is fucking crazy Another thing that's happened That's absolutely ridiculous um, <laughs> so That's in April um, So how did you get the, the Roadburn gig? I don't know I <laughs> <laughs> just got in touch, Like how oh, do you want to come play Everyone's like okay <laughs> Fuck man Shit like, <laughs> um, So that's absolutely class And they've asked They've asked to play the album in full yeah, which when I was making, it, I didn't think I'd ever do. Mint. So, um, Adam Big Shredder from Pigs is coming. Yeah. Um, King Shredder. So he's gonna come and fill fill out some of the the noisier sections and some of the bits. So that'll be really nice to, to be able to go away with him as well. Nice. Um, and then there's another couple of psych fests that we're doing. We do going to Astral Psych Fest.
0: So where's where are these festivals? Where's Roadburn?
1: Roadburn's Tilburg in Holland. And for me, at least, it's like the in terms of experimental music, it's like the best festival. Have you been as a punter before? No, no, no. But like, whenever you see the lineup, and like, it's really cool because they commission artists to do specific things. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a few artists that are doing three sets. Wow. They'll do like two albums and then do like a collaborative set, which is super cool. It's just it's just nice because they're obviously super passionate about it and then. <laughs> people get to come and do interesting stuff. It's not just like a band turning up and doing the set and then and then go to the next festival, you know, it's like special one off stuff. Okay. Um which is cool. And then Bristol Psych Fest, which is great. Uh one like the same bill as Nod and, and mm-hmm. Slift and uh Carcroy. there's loads of great bands playing that one. And I'm trying to book one in, in Newcastle. And that's it really and then just trying to finish another record are you working on something right now yeah yeah um i'd pretty much had one ready to send off and then uh obviously i hadn't backed any of it up and then died. oh
0: yes you told me about this um, which that's was, a
1: nightmare which is sad <laughs> um but i just started again kind of knew vaguely what the tracks were mm-hmm. so i kind of just
0: have another go and it's going so, alright. Are you kind of doing the same thing, like just recording at really low file, or are you? Yeah, just in the off key again. Yeah. Um. I was speaking to Chris from Rocket, and he's like,
1: oh, "Are you going to do the next one with the full band?" So that's I don't know. I kind of kind of like do it by myself because like I don't really like being in the studio because it takes us loads. It takes. Yeah, yeah. To get a lot of the stuff like it's, like I'm not a drummer mm-hmm. and like not really a flute player, so it takes us a long time. It's just more relaxed being in the off key. And you can get a bit weird yeah, yeah. and yeah. Do some fun stuff.
0: If you by yourself, you're not mm. worrying about anyone else sitting there, definitely. Um, no, it's a, it's a big payoff having the ability to do it all yourself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, because as soon as you go into the studio, you know, I I get like red light syndrome. As soon as the record button's on, I'm just, I just so like nervous. freeze up. Still, so nervous. yeah, yeah, just it still happens to this day. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's mad. So if you can do it yourself, you can just do it you can take as long as you want, yeah. can't you? But well, that's cool. But also like you 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 must have thought that you would slightly run the risk of kind of missing the point if you go in the studio Yeah, and... absolutely.
1: Um we've recorded a live session mm-hmm. at uh James Hall's new studio. Ah yeah. Um in, over in the John Marley Centre. And that was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um he's he's, he's
0: clever like. Did you like is it just a recording or is it a live um, visual thing as well.
1: Um, there was video footage, mm-hmm. um, just with some static cameras, yeah. which I've not seen yet. And then it was just a pretty, pretty robust, uh live recording. Like, weren't too worried about bleed or anything like that. And like, nice. nothing was really blocked off. But that was just kind of the set that we've been playing for the past few gigs. Nice. It's just nice to have a recording of what it sounds like as a live band because it's mm-hmm. pretty different.
0: I'd be really excited to hear that. When's that gonna get released?
1: Um we're still mixing it. Um <laughs> James's pretty busy. He does loads of loads of sound design stuff and I think he does soundtrack stuff and uh, very talented man. Yeah. yeah. Um but we'll go in and we'll mix it and then uh decide what
0: to do with it. I'll be looking out for that one. So um yeah. How have you felt your uh, experience of bird watching in a bird hide has been?
1: Very nice. Very relaxing like. Mm-hmm. I have to say I think I like the more common birds best
0: yeah I like the ducks
1: I like the more hens pigeons are okay yeah <laughs> what's that thingy there?
0: on the bird feeder is
1: that a robin? that's a robin wow knowledge yeah
0: Okay. a very nice slender robin actually he's not very usually yes. you get like podgy ones Yeah.
1: have a lot of close interactions with robins at work
0: do you? yeah because yeah. they're not shy they're not yeah. shy
1: birds at all yeah. they'll um, 'Cause I'm digging all the time, always digging. Loads of worms come up. And then as I get further away from the worms, birds start coming in. I usually get pretty close and kind of just hang out and eat the worms it, that I'm digging up.
0: It's probably important to let people know that you're not a grave digger. I'm not a grave digger, just a normal digger. <laughs> it's a gardener. Gardener. I'd love to get into that. It's good, like. Nice job. Mm-hmm. I built my mum's greenhouse Did you? once. By yourself? I've built I've built three greenhouses really? in my entire life, yeah. Um, both with um sorry, all three of them with help. It is, it is necessary. Dangerous. To do it. Dangerous. Or with the glass. Yeah, it's scary. If I demolished them before and it's been very, very sketchy. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was that element to it, yeah, when you're putting the putting the panes in mm-hmm. wondering if they were gonna fall through. Gosh. But no, the it was tempered glass, I think. So the the latest one that I did was tempered glass and the other one of them yeah the other one before that was tempered glass and the one before that was just that uh plastic Shite. Oh, yeah, yeah. the reason why i built the f- the second one is because the plastic one blew away no way yeah like literally within a month Shite. of putting it up because it was uh the the, the allotment of me mate's house was uh like overlooking the the, the sea at seaton sluice yes and yeah just dismantled yeah. in the wind God. and then we built the glass one a bit more sturdy and then uh yeah I built the one for me ma'am but it's uh it's graft like i yeah. mean ma'am just actually the other day she said um oh, i'm thinking about putting a conservatory in the back so um would you be able to move me greenhouse for us i was like nah, no no way you understand <laughs> i i sweated i cried and i bled for that greenhouse <gasps> no but of course yes i'll move it ma'am no problem just let us know when freaking hell. be some job. Yeah. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thanks. Um it's been really nice, it's been quite eventful. We saw the woodpecker. Brilliant. Dan, you've got a massive love for more hens now. Yeah. I'm glad that uh love that was discovered here. And um yeah, looking forward to the to the new stuff and the gigs. And uh yeah. I guess that's it, I suppose. cousin awesome. Thanks for the experience. You're very welcome. Thanks for being here. Join these green ducks now. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, ciao, ciao. So there it is, episode seven, Dan from Smote. Thanks very much for doing the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, thanks very much for listening. And, yeah, all of the, the links for Dan's stuff are going to be in the description, so go check those out. Uh, also in the description I'm gonna maybe put some links to the trailer for um the the movies that Dan mentioned. Um Hard to be a God I think it was one of them. And the the Epic of Giglamesh, a link to uh t- to the to the ancient Mesopotamian poem that we mentioned as well. Um yeah if you do feel like leaving the review, I feel like a broken record for saying this, but gotta be done unfortunately yeah leave a review it helps massively um like subscribe share all that kind of nonsense brilliant um thanks once more episodes eight no eight nine and ten are absolute corkers i can't wait for those ones to be out as well so keep an eye on the socials for all of the details i usually upload every two weeks on a monday morning so can get that fresh for your starting week um i'm beginning to waffle so now is my cue to leave and i will see you in episode eight ciao ciao